Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Peak to Pit. Allie Peak, TJ Pittinger, talking all things sports. This week, we're going to do a little focus on... Uh, our favorite topic, college football, because it's almost back. I'm so excited. There's college football this weekend. I mean, it's like the it's like the crowd. Like, there's no good games. But I I don't care. Give, it is give back. me crappy football. Uh, I'm here for it. It's I'm excited. Back this weekend. That's not necessarily what we're talking about, but it is exciting that it is back this weekend. There are live games happening in hopefully somewhat full stadiums um you know i don't know if i bet coastal carolina stadium is pretty full on on thursday um oh no that's next week so we're looking for like week zero but anyway um there's there's fun stuff happening this weekend like august 28th yeah nebraska illinois ucla hawaii like there's not terrible games so um, like i said i'll take it anything that's fine and then next week it's like every day. There's something right. Wednesday. That's Thursday, my favorite. Friday, uh, yeah. One of my favorite weeks of college football is like opening week. I feel like there's every single day there is something, and it's fun for you know your your entire week. And we care about games that we don't care about by week five, but everybody's just so pumped that it's finally here that you're all in on whatever is on your TV for that entire week. I'm excited. It's also it's also fun that like. On Labor Day weekend, college football just takes the whole weekend. Like you get a Sunday night game, Florida State plays in that, and then you get a Monday mm-hmm. night game as well. So yep. it just kind of keeps going. The Monday night game, I don't know how intriguing Louisville Ole Miss is, but we'll see. Um, the over-under on that is like 75 and a half. So maybe I was going to say Lane Kiffin's there. It's, it's entertaining. Um, so um, we're going to talk some schedules. We're going to talk about our teams, how we think we'll do. I should have gone back last, you know, today and listened to last year's to see how awful we did with it. But um, I didn't subject myself to doing that, but we're here to do it again and probably won't listen to it again next year either. I was so going to say, I did better than you, so we should listen to it. I think you had you guys at like nine and one and you went eight and four. I so you predict, one. Well, I, I did. Let me, I guess that's true. Didn't see the losses coming, but I predicted Florida would be Georgia and you laughed at me, but I was correct. I said that the Texas A&M game, I remember this. I said the Texas A&M game was going to come down to the wire and that that was the best coach team that that Florida would play all year. And you, because you, you find some, some you tie to Florida State in this and it, it gives your I mean, seminal heart Jimbo, some kind of pleasure. Jimbo being a good coach no longer helps us. Like I had three straight losing seasons. Like, um, But yeah, I mean, so I guess we both had our – our victories in that last year doesn't count though. We're all about this year. Um, speaking of this year, I tuned in last night to watch some preseason football, hoping to see Jameis against Tebow and the Tebow event has come to an end. Jameis had a good game. Nine for 10, two touchdowns. Yet they um, still won't name him the starter, huh? Probably just, I mean, I think he just won the starter position last night. Like every, I, there's no way he didn't, but we'll see if you'd like to wager on it. I'd be open to it, but 
No Tebow last night. No Tebow for no the Jets. No Tebow last night. Nope. The Tebow experiment really... is over. What um do you think he tries out for the Knicks next year? Like, do you think that that's something that listen? That you know, chase your dreams, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> chase your dreams. Um, all right, cool. So let's talk a little schedule. We'll start with UF first. We'll start with the easier schedule, and then we'll go on to the tougher one, like we agreed a couple weeks ago. Um we did not agree on we've that. Talked to, I, I will say before we get into the schedules, Florida plays the number one team, the number five team, and the number 16 team. So three top 16 teams. Florida State plays the number three team, the number nine team, the number 10 team, the number 13 team, the number 14 team. And so they play five top 15 teams. So for, for what it's worth, I think Florida State's schedule, if you want to argue that the middle of the schedule is tougher for you know, the, the mid-level ACC, SEC schools, like that's fine. But I do think Florida State's is more top-heavy. Um, I mean, it certainly has more ranked teams, so there's that. Um, Florida has two pretty heavy hitters on that schedule, though. I mean, you guys don't think Georgia's that good, so I don't know. <laughs> At one minute, you guys think Georgia's overrated, and the next year, count them as – that's a Listen, nice, that's a nice drink you got there for those listening. <laughs> Listen. Um, all right, let's get into your schedule because nobody wants to hear us argue. Nobody wants to hear me be right about that again. Week one, Willie Taggart comes to town. Um, Florida Atlantic is is legitimate. Like he is legitimately one of the worst coaches in college football. I won't say he's the worst because I think that's probably UMass who who we get to play, but. Um, Similar, like Willie Taggart and Walt Bell, like just absolute train wrecks. Um, I remember sitting in Florida Stadium in the 2018 game, um, and I'm sorry, 2019, when Willie had been fired and we were just getting blown out. And I remember tweeting him that night that it was all his fault that we were losing by so much, and um, he blocked me. And so, um, <laughs> so are you still blocked, even though now it's a oh, yeah. Atlantic? Yeah, perfect for sure. Um, so Florida versus Florida Atlantic, um, Saturday, September 4th. It's in, what, 11 days from from now, 10 from when people are listening. Um, 7.30 on SEC Network. If Florida doesn't win this game by 30-plus, is it a problem? Yeah. Yes. Spreads I by don't, 28. I mean, I don't know exactly. Um, I think Florida I wins this game uh, by at least 30. It's going to be um, – it's going to be it's going to be a new era, right? This is the very first Dan Mullen team that we're going to see that's going to be all Dan Mullen recruits or at the very least predominantly Dan Mullen recruits, especially quarterback is Dan Mullen, a Dan Mullen guy, regardless of who they go with, although I think everybody even though he hasn't officially been named the starter, Emory Jones is the guy. Um so I do, I think there's I don't think Florida has any issue with Florida Atlantic. I do think there's kind of a lot of pressure though, because this is a little bit of a new dawn, right? I think in the past you could say, well, Dan's not playing with guys that fit his system or, you know, whatever. And he's done pretty well with guys that he didn't recruit to fit his system. Right. But now uh, it's now his own recruiting is kind of on the line too. Like you get to see what he does with the guys that he handpicks. Um, I expect young guys to play too. I expect a lot of people to get experience. I think it's probably mm, a 60 to 10 or 60 to 10, you're 56 to, you know, whatever, 14, 13, something along those lines. Yeah, I think it's a butt kicking. I think if it's not a butt kicking, that's not a good 
thing. Um, and like you said, Florida Atlantic's not good. So, you know, get your boys some confidence early. So I think Florida wins this going away. We can do scores for the whole thing. Like I got my pen and paper out. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to, it's just just, uh, like giving you a roundabout idea. No, but I'm good with it. Let's roll with it. I think Florida's offense is going to, um, I mean, I do think they'll take a, a slight step back. I mean, Florida Atlantic at the same time is really, really bad. I think I'd peg this score at something like 48 to 13. So not quite as high as the 60s. Okay. I think outside of last year, Dan Mullen has been a predominantly run first kind of guy with his both his running backs and his quarterbacks. And I think that we even kind of talked about the anomaly that was last year's offense. Now he played to his strengths, right? With with three guys that essentially went first and second round. And so I'm not saying that it was wrong for him to pass more last year, but I do think they run the ball a lot more this year. So I think naturally scores will be lower because sure. the more you run the ball, the um, the more time, the more time burns in. off the clock, yeah. the less time so, you have to score to points. Score. Yeah. Like last year it was score immediately because you're pass, 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 pass. Everything was a right. first down clock never right. moved. The defense was so bad that they just gave points back right away. So like if, if you get the defense a little bit better as well, I just think the score would be a little lower. 48-13, though, so still a five-touchdown win. Like, I don't think it's ever close. Maybe it's like 7-3 to three or something after the first half and Florida fans are ready to fire everybody. But, yeah, I think they win. Or I'm sorry, after the first quarter. But I think they win um, going away. Next week, I'll I'll keep with it next week against USF. I think it it's like a mirror image of that game. I think that USF has a little bit more talent, a little bit better coaching. It's on the road. But I think it's something similar, like, you know, 45-17 or something like that. Yeah. Like, maybe it's a tad closer, but that's kind of where I – Yeah, I, I mean, I think Florida hangs a lot of points on USF, too. It is an away game, but I also think it'll feel like a home game. I think that there will probably be more Gator fans in the stands than USF fans. USF games don't sell out uh, for – the Bulls, you know, on a regular basis, I think that there's so many Gators in Tampa that a lot of those tickets will be taken by orange and blue. So I don't know that I think like home field advantage means a whole lot. Um, I do think there's a little bit better athletes at USF than are at FAU as a whole. And I think there's a little bit better coaching. So, um, you know, in that vein, yeah, I look at Florida to score 41, 45, something to that level. And let's say, uh, I, I honestly, I find it hard to believe USF scores two touchdowns on Florida. I think maybe two touchdowns and a field goal potentially is a little bit more uh, in line with what's going to happen. So um, I don't know. Let's go ahead and say 48 to 13. 48 to 13. Yeah, I could see that. I think that, you know, with having better athletes, with some of UF's breakdowns and stuff that they've had, on defense, if that's not all fixed, USF could get a couple. Well, know, and I like also a bust think- in coverage or something like that to score a touchdown just with their athletes, you right? Know. Well, but I don't think it's ever in doubt. I know? and because the game will never be in doubt, that also there's part of me that thinks that maybe it'll be a little bit lower scoring. Florida plays Alabama the next week. If guys have put in the reps, look good, the game's completely in control. I think there's a possibility Mullen pulls some of those guys maybe a little bit earlier than he normally would if Alabama wasn't the team on the schedule the next week. Um, I also think there's 0% chance he shows anything creative or original or exciting at all, um, just in case. Um, He doesn't need to give Alabama any more film than Alabama already has. Um, 
So, I mean, I think it'll be it, the first two games are going to be very vanilla. They're going to be vanilla by design. I think that scored, Florida gets their points, but I could see a, a scenario where the USF game isn't nearly as high scoring as Gator fans want. So the next week, Bama comes to town. I'll let you go first on this one. Um, what happens and what's your um, You know, welcome to uh, the SEC, Emory Jones. It is going to be a baptism by fire um, for his first SEC game. I think there's good things and bad things about getting Alabama this early, right? I think the good thing is they are not going to be in mid-season or end-of-the-season form. Um, I think the bad thing is neither are you. Um, I... If Florida has a chance in this game, it's because they it stays really close and they win at the end. If this I I don't think there's a scenario where Florida beats Alabama by a lot of points. So I I expect a nail biter if it's not a complete blowout from the Alabama side. So I find it hard to pick against Florida. So I'm gonna say this is so difficult. Let's see. 24 21 Florida. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that uh, teams that have primarily beaten Alabama over the last few years have been pass heavy, yeah, offenses. Yeah. I think it's been very tough for teams to run all over Alabama. Not that it hasn't happened. Um, that Ohio State team. Did a good job of it in 2014. You're, but again, you're having to go back seven years to, to pull Sure, it doesn't happen the, often. Yeah. The teams that have had success against Alabama. I mean, you're looking at the old misses back with uh, Kelly at quarterback. You're you're looking at Manziel's so like, year. You're looking at last year's. Well, you know, you're looking at last whatever. year's last year's Florida team, which which was a pro- prolific passing team. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of how. Um, if you get it done, I, I how think, you get it done. Yeah, I think running is going to be tough. And so I think yeah. not that it's impossible, uh, but I think for Florida to win this, Emory Jones is going to have to really carry that load, throwing the ball. Sure. And I just don't know that he's ready for that. Right. Um, Neither does you know. anybody else. So, yeah, and it's not just him. Right? Like I, no. wouldn't pick, I wouldn't pick anybody in that situation. So, sure, yeah, I like, sure. I like Alabama to win this one, not in blowout fashion, but something like 28 to 20. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't think that Florida can do enough offensively. Yeah. I think Alabama will do just enough. Um, but I mean, obviously you, you could see it getting out of hand if, if, if Florida, if it run. gets out of hand, it's not getting out of hand in Florida's favor. Let's just, well, I will say that. Let's say wouldn't, that. Um, wouldn't think that now. So no. um, you've got your boys three and O through the year. So most of these we're going to both gonna have wins, but go ahead. Sorry. What I was going to say is, and I, I don't like to pick against Florida. I'm, I, and so I'm not going to, but if, but Florida's most realistic loss on their entire schedule is Alabama. Right. I, and I acknowledge that I'm sure most Gator fans acknowledge that if Florida gets out of week three with a win, that's huge. Um, I don't know that I believe that that's what's going to happen, but if they were to, it's huge, but But part of the. I did pick them because I don't pick against them. You but picked against them last year. Not in the week. No, I didn't. I you think what I said was. You had them nine yeah. one in the season. Okay, well, I'm still probably going to have them <laughs> nine and one. But uh, actually, whatever. 11 but and one, yeah. 11 and one. Um, but I'm not going to say who that is. But I honestly, I, it's going to be really surprising if Florida pulls off the win here. I think you picked Alabama in the championship game too last year, just for what it's worth. Well, then it's my fault. Sorry, Gator fans. Um, 
Tennessee. Okay, these next three, I think we're all going to have Florida winning, so we can go quicker on these. Tennessee, Kentucky, and Vanderbilt. So let's go Tennessee first at home. We got. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that this is uh, Tennessee's going to be finding their footing. I think that this is a blowout. If Florida just got spanked against Alabama, or if they're pissed because they lost a close one, they could potentially take that out on them too. I see a forty-five to twenty-ish score, and the twenty might be high. 45-20, yeah. So I I don't think that Florida gets that high on Tennessee, um, but I do think they win this fairly comfortably. I I think that Tennessee has kind of a nice, favorable kind of lineup schedule before they come to Florida. They play Bowling Green at home, then they play Pitt at home, and then they play Tennessee Tech at home. Um, so expect them to be 2-1, and one, maybe 3-0. and oh. I, You know, I don't know that they're way worse than Pitt or anything else like that. So – I, I think they beat Pitt. So they come in at 3-0, and um, three kind of easier games um, to kind of work some kinks out. Maybe close at halftime, and then Florida wins going away, you know, maybe 42-24. Like, you know, uh, that's probably too high scoring. 42-24, and then you laugh at my 45-20. Yeah, that's too many points. Uh, I'm actually going to pull it back. I'm going to go 38-17. to Okay. 38 17 there. Um, but, you know, I could see it like 24 17 at the half. And right. Then Florida scores two touchdowns to kind of put it away there. Yeah. Um, okay. At Kentucky, I feel like this could be a trap. I just don't think Kentucky has the athletes to do it. But if Florida going on the road for the first time, right? Yeah. Well, USF, mm-hmm. but essentially yeah. going on the road uh, yes, for the first, for the first time. time, essentially. Um, Kentucky typically plays Florida well. Mm-hmm. I can't pick Kentucky to win this game, but I could see this being 31 to 31 to 21, you know, closer than you almost sh- took my score. Uh, yeah. Closer I than have, it should be, but I got Florida winning that one. I think 31 17. I do think that there's a good chance this game is way tighter than it should be going into half. I feel like Kentucky always plays Florida hard. Um, they don't have the athletes. So it's going to be hard to play four quarters against this team, but I could realistically see a 17, 14 or, uh, you know, something along those lines going into halftime and then the Gators getting ripped in the locker room and pouring it on the second half. Um, But Kentucky is definitely a team that I feel like I'm always wary of. Um, No, for sure. Vandy. I have, this is one of the biggest blowouts of the year. Certainly the biggest in the sec. Um, that Florida will go up against. I, I mean, I like like forty-two to ten. Like, I just don't think Vandy has. Anything. I don't know if you can read that. Or, I wrote fifty-six nothing. Fifty-six nothing. First, you got way more faith in Todd Grantham than I do. But fifty-six nothing. <laughs> At the end of the day, I don't think either one of us think that 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 one would be very close. No. Um, next week, though, going to LSU Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge. Um, I think this one's going to be a tough one. I'll let you go first. Um, Yeah, I think this is a tough one. I'm going to go 21-17 Florida. And I think this is decided really late. If it's not, I'll be surprised and my heart will be thankful. But I don't think that this is a game that gets packed away early. So I like Florida to win this just because they really should have won last year's game. And I don't think LSU is very good. We don't have any shoe throwers this year. As much as you try to convince me that LSU is a good team because they won a championship two years ago, I did see them play last year. 
No, so it's just, that they have I, more athletes than almost anyone in the country every single year. I just don't think they're that good. I mean, and I don't know. I think it took, you know, I think Coach O is a, a average to above average coach that landed a generational talent at quarterback. And when a coach lands a generational talent at quarterback, Jameis Winston, you know, Joe Burrow, guys that are just otherworldly, guys can go on and win national title, right? Like, so I just don't think that Coach O is that great. I could certainly see Florida losing this game, um, but I've got Florida 24 to 17. Um, I don't have Plus, Florida You have losing. more faith in my Gators than I do in that game. Yeah, I have less faith in LSU. Um, I, you think LSU is better than I do, so um, – I didn't also didn't want to pick LSU. I didn't want to pick Florida to lose back to back games. So I do have Georgia winning this one. And I, I, I don't know that it's particularly close. I think, you know, it's not going to be a blowout by any means, but I think I've got Georgia winning this something like 38 to 24. All right. I have Florida winning it 28 to 24. 28-24. Um, South Carolina, USC East. Um, going on the road here, I, you know, I can't see South Carolina having anywhere close to enough talent to, to win it's this gonna game. It's going to be the same story as Kentucky in terms of like yeah. even if they pour it on in the beginning, which I honestly have a lot more faith in Kentucky than I do in South Carolina. But everything else. Yeah, yeah. It's there, there's a whole lot of change there. Even if the staff's great, right? They're still – I don't know that I think this is far enough in to them taking over to really have an impact um, by the time this game rolls around. I think Florida wins something like 41-17 maybe. I had 31-13, so I don't think that uh, – I do think it, you know, tough place to play. Kind of depends on what UF's mood is after yeah. losing the division the, the week before. If, <sighs> if that's my prediction that they lose to UGA, like what is, you know, what is the motivation to, you know, go, go all out for that? Can he keep the team – you know, who knows? But, um, yeah, I, I still think they win, even, even if, if – uh, even if, if, and with that, um, next week, Sanford, um, you know, uh, back end of a schedule cupcake, I don't know, 48, uh, six, you know, I, it'll be terrible. Like it will be yeah. a, a, an awful game to watch. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's a somewhat decent chance that, uh, this is mainly young guys that get an opportunity, right? It uh, to to test their luck. So therefore, it's probably a little bit lower scoring than it would be if this game was played at the beginning of the season and they kept starters in longer. But I think Florida score, let's say forty-five three. Missouri on the road um, the week after, the week before Florida State. Maybe a little bit of a look-ahead game. Florida doesn't typically play super well. Um, up at Missouri. They play awful. And this late in the season, it's usually very cold. When Even when we would play Missouri in like October, it's usually close to freezing. So you're talking the end of November um, for this game. It's going to be the coldest game that these players play in this season. Um, I like Florida to win 34 to 24. I think it's closer than you'd like, but I think that it's never really, really in doubt. I'm going to say 31-17. Okay. 
And I kind of echo that sentiment. I think that the game's not really in doubt, but I think that it's there's going to be a lot of people that um, definitely think it's a pretty lackluster performance. Uh, finishing up with Florida State at home. Um, you know, Florida State, I do not think is going to be a good team. We'll get into our schedule here in just a minute. I think they will be fighting for bowl eligibility. Florida State's path to victory in this game is to um, put it all together, keep McKenzie Milton healthy, and hope that Florida's coming into this game with three or four losses. Um, not that they won't get up for it, um, but that's kind of your hope, is that Florida has really struggled throughout the year. They've lost all the close ones that we talked about, Bama, UGA, LSU, maybe dropped one more that they shouldn't have, whether that be Kentucky or Missouri. If you're going into a game where Florida's 7-5, and five, Maybe Florida State's coming in at six and five or seven and four. Florida State's coming in at five and six or six and five. You maybe Florida State has a chance to win at that point. Uh, I don't think that happens. I think Florida wins something like 38 to, uh, we'll say Florida State's offense gets a little bit better 38 to 21, something like that. So I've got it like a 17 point game at this point, three scores. And is it ever uh, in jeopardy, or it's Florida? It's pretty much. I mean, yeah, I think when you win by seventeen, it typically is right. Like maybe at halftime, you could see a, a score that's like, you know, seventeen to ten or or something, or seventeen to fourteen, you know, or seventeen to seven, somewhere in there, like kind of close. But yeah, I don't think ever really. Yeah, if you're winning by seventeen, I think you're winning it pretty easily. All right, I'm going forty to thirteen. Um, okay, cool. So that's UF schedule by your account. Florida is going to have their first ever undefeated season. Um, <laughs> how much do you have them beating Alabama by in the sec championship? And then how much do you have them beating Clemson by in the first round of the playoff? And then how we much have to save Ohio some things State? for other shows. Um, TJ. Florida's first ever undefeated season coming right up. Um, it's a good thing. Ole Miss is not on here to, uh, mm. to, to trip you guys up. So I predicted a schedule of 10 and two. I think you guys go nine and three. Like if I really had to put a, um, put a, like ask me what my prediction is on the record, I'd say nine and three, just because I think you drop a game somewhere that you shouldn't, or just lose the, um, lose the game to LSU. So like I, I think Florida goes either 11 and one or 10 and two. I, think that Florida basically always drops a game they shouldn't. So it's hard for me to not predict that 10 and two. Um, I think 11 and one shows progress, which I think is important for Dan Mullen to continue to take additional steps. Um, I think it'll be really, really hard to go undefeated, not just because it's always hard to go undefeated, which it is always hard to go undefeated, but we don't, Some teams I know, have never done it. Some schools have literally never done it. Some schools play in a hard conference too. I mean, uh, some do, some don't. Yeah. Um, but I there are other I, SEC schools that have done it though, right? Like or have it has no are. SEC school ever all right, sorry, go ahead. Um, I think it's gonna be difficult for Florida to go undefeated. I think the loss more than likely does come from Alabama. Um that's also why it's kind of important where they play them in the schedule because they will get another shot at the SEC championship game. If even if Florida gets to the SEC championship game against Alabama and plays the same kind of game as they did last year, I still think it's progress if they were to go eleven and one this season. Um, but I don't. I I if they lose one, to me, it's potentially LSU. I don't think that they lose to Georgia this year. 
is the season of failure at nine and three. If you lose all three games that you're like, you beat everybody you're supposed to, and then you lose to the, the only three good teams on the schedule. Is the um, season of failure. A failure might be a strong word, but a severe disappointment. It's a disappointment. If Florida finishes nine and three, it's a, the season is a disappointment. What? Yeah. And I think that's the way you got to look at it is if they finish nine and three, they're either losing to somebody they shouldn't or they're mm-hmm. only beating bad teams. Like who, right. this was like, who's the fourth best team on Florida's schedule? Kentucky, Missouri, or Florida State? It's, 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 it's Missouri or Kentucky. I think it's Missouri. Um, so if, if Missouri is the best team that Florida beats this year, that's, I don't, it's just not a good season. I, I, and we'll, no, we'll I don't, I, I, I'm I, yeah. Disaster or anything like that. But, no, but it's not progress. And at some point, as a coach, and, and let me say this if Florida goes nine and three, there is not a single part of my being that thinks that Dan Mullen is in jeopardy. There's not a single part of me that thinks that that it, the administration, the powers that be, begin to get nervous or look around, right? So I'll just get that out right now. That doesn't mean that fans won't be um, uh, on edge. Right. I think at some point, what differentiates good coaches from great coaches is not only beating the teams that you're supposed to, but beating the teams that you're not supposed to. So if I don't know that I even agree that there's three teams on the schedule that Florida shouldn't beat, if you want to believe the ESPN hype and stuff, maybe there's two teams on this team that, that on this schedule that Florida shouldn't beat, but dropping all three is a problem. It mm-hmm. definitely, um, and I think it, especially if they're dropping the three, having anything to do with defense, I think it absolutely warrants some change. Again, not at the top, but Dan Mullen stuck his neck out to keep Todd Grantham this year. If there's not some major progress on defense, Dan Mullen is going to have a really hot fire. Again, not for his job, but for figuring out what to do with his coordinator, how to improve it, you know, what has to happen there. There's going to, there has got to be some resolution to the defense this season, whether it's that they got better. So we see that Dan Mullen was right to stick it out and he knew more behind the scenes than we knew and the problem's fixed or the problem isn't fixed. And at that point, changes have to take place. And if he doesn't, then it is on him, right? Like if, it, yeah. if, if he doesn't make changes, then he, then the, the seat if becomes hotter this him. season is a defensive disaster, or even honestly, if it's even just mediocre on defense, especially if it's the same kind of mistakes we've seen in the past where it's, um, you know, penalty after penalty, which is something that, you know, is, is really discipline that's taught in practice or players not knowing where they're supposed to be, which we saw a lot last year. So particularly if it's the same type of issues that we saw last season, then yes, at some point the seat gets hot for the head coach if the head coach isn't willing to make changes. I'm not willing to to make that statement about Dan Mullen yet. I think that he has earned and deserves the opportunity to play out what he thinks will work. There's probably things behind the scenes that we don't know about, but the results are going to speak for themselves this season one way or the other. And at the end of the year, if they're not good, something has to happen. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Um, is eight and four a, a disaster season? Yes. Yes. Eight and four is a disaster uh, season. Yeah. I think Florida is going to be an underdog three times. Um, I think they're going to be an underdog against Bama, 
against Georgia and against LSU since that's on the road. I do think that one would be a slight underdog. Like I don't think they're like seventeen yeah. dollars or anything. Yeah, I mean, but I think they'll be an underdog three times. Um, and then yeah, like they either need to you you just college football is just weird, right? Like you usually drop a game you're not supposed to, and so that's kind of right. my thought with Florida is they're going to beat one of those three teams, probably LSU. And then to drop a stupid game they're not supposed to, like a game where they yeah. get caught sleepwalking in Kentucky or uh, it's freezing cold in Missouri and that gets weird or um, Florida State puts it together and that game gets weird. Again, I'm not predicting that. I have Florida winning by three scores. But um, that's that's kind of my thought with them. I think they end up at nine and three. Anything worse than that, though, is is really bad. Nine and three, I mean, we we joked about him being um, Georgia Mark Richt, right, if, if he didn't beat right. Georgia last year. Nine and three this year is a is another Mark Richt type year. Right, they'll finish. Right. They'll go to a New Year's Six Bowl. They will finish in the top ten-ish if they win that. Um, they'll start next year, um, twenty twenty-two, as a top ten-ish team again. But Mark Rick did all those things I, year after year after year. Right. After year <laughs> I will say, I think that it will be easier for Dan to make a, d- a deep run next season. I think it's difficult to um, really, really, really be an incredibly high caliber team with a brand new quarterback. I think a season under his belt will help. That doesn't mean that I don't agree with everything that we're saying here. You know what? Every once in a while, blind squirrel finds nut, okay? Uh, Also, the schedule is much easier. You guys don't play anybody next year, so that helps out. Actually, you go to Texas A&M again, so that one's tough. But uh, Not playing uh, Alabama helps everybody, right? Yeah, Utah, USF, Eastern Washington, Washington. but yeah, the uh, the Texas A and M rotation is, is at Texas A and M is not the uh, not the easiest. So, all right, Florida State schedule. They start out the 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 year week one Sunday night against Notre Dame. Um, I'll let you go first here. Um, I think Notre Dame uh, wins easily, handily. I think this is probably like a 35-14 score. Um, I think Notre Dame is going to come in as like a seven or eight point favorite that could get up to like 10 around kickoff. Um, they lost their quarterback and four of their starting offensive linemen running backs are still really, really good. Um, but I I just don't know if Florida state has enough to really challenge them. I think we lost by 16 last year. Um, so I could see it being a little closer than that. I don't, you know, a touchdown here or there, either way, could could be the difference. I think something like thirty-eight um, to twenty-eight is what I would go with for for Notre Dame. So I think it, I, I think it's maybe close for a half. Maybe Florida State pulls some stuff out. I do think Milton's a massive improvement at quarterback. Yeah. Um, so lost by sixteen last year on the road. I think if he loses by 10, I don't think it's the worst result. Like, obviously, you'd right. love to win or, or lose even closer to maybe build some confidence, but I think losing this by 10 shows some progress from, from last year. So 38-28 Notre Dame feels right at this point, you know. Uh, I'd love to be wrong about it. Next week, they play Jacksonville State. Um, obviously, not a great team. Don't really expect a lot of issues here. It would have been nice if these games were flipped <laughs> to right. play Jacksonville State first. Right. Um, I think you're still going to see like screw ups and stuff on defense. Um, so I don't think we just absolutely, you know, mollywop them, but I, I don't know, 41 to 24 seems right for me on that one. Okay. I was going to say 41 21. So gave y'all a little bit more credit than you gave yourself. Yeah. I'll take it. 
I didn't know you were an FSU fan. Uh, the next week, I think this is the most important game on the schedule. Um, now, obviously, if you can upset Notre Dame, then great. Uh, next week against Wake Forest on the road. Um, I think Wake Forest and Florida State have similar talent levels, but they come back with a really senior team, and Florida State's bringing in a lot of transfers and guys that you're hoping gel. Um, I talked to David Hale, though, of ESPN on Sunday night, and his point was – at least in Florida State's situation, they're not like asking all these transfers and things to come in and um, adhere to the culture. There is no culture. And so they're asking these guys yeah. to come in and just rebuild yeah. it. So you don't have guys that are trying, like, will they fit yeah, in? To follow the rules. Like, there are no rules. Yeah, you're starting at zero anyway. And so, um, you know, there's no like, oh, will they buy into the culture where they fit in? Like, there was right. none, right? So right. I don't know. Th- to me, this is the most important game on the schedule. If Florida State wins this, I think they can be anyone else in their division except for Clemson. Um, I do think that this will be a good game for a lot of it. And then I think that Wake Forest kind of pulls it out and uh, and ends up winning this. Something like a, a similar score to that Notre Dame game. Um, I don't know. Maybe like 35 to 24 Wake Forest. I think FSU's got a great shot in this game. There's a lot of – I mean – I'd say the teams are similar as far as talent goes, um, but I just have to see it to believe it. Uh, now, if Florida State comes out and beats Notre Dame, then you know, I'm going to change my prediction and think they beat Wake too. But yeah, I think Wake wins this by ten or eleven. Um. All right. So tell me what is your tell me your score again so I can write it down. Thirty-five twenty-four. Thirty-five twenty-four is TJ. Okay, I. I guess I have more faith in you than you have in yourself, but that makes me question my 28-24 prediction, but we'll stick with it. 28-24, wake. The next week against Louisville, um, Florida State just absolutely got decimated by Louisville. Last year, they had a running quarterback that just absolutely tore FSU up. It was right after the North Carolina game, so everybody was like flying high off the UNC game. We went down and scored to start the game. Jordan Travis, it was the play. I don't know if you remember it, where he dropped the ball and like dribbled it back up to himself and ran it in. Everybody was like all hyped and stuff. And then I don't think we scored again the rest of the game. So um, actually, I think we scored a couple. But uh, absolutely blown out last year by Louisville. I think it's going to be really, really tough again this year. But the game at Doak, um, Louisville lost some guys. I think Florida State finds a way to pull this thing out 31 to 28 to get to two and two on the season. Um, last year was definitely like a, a snow. I'm not trying to convince you for those. Last year was definitely like the snowball type game. Florida state beat Louisville the two years before that, both of the Willie mm-hmm. Taggart years. Um, it was definitely like one thing after another, after another, after another last year, um, Louisville lost their best player two two Atwell to the NFL Yeah, at home. I, I've got us. Squeaking it out. I don't think Florida State's blowing anybody out this year. So 31 28 Knowles. 21 17 Louisville. Syracuse comes to town the very next weekend. Um, Syracuse is without a doubt the worst team in the ACC. I don't think we blow them out by any means. Uh, I'll take that back. I'll go 35 21 uh, FSU. Syracuse got torched by Liberty last year. I, I like FSU to win this game. 35-21 Knowles. Um, I like FSU to win this game going away. Um, I'm going to say 31-13. Mm, look at you predicting blowouts. Um, Florida State at UNC the next weekend. Um, 
I do not see a way that Florida State wins this game. I think we're incredibly lucky to win last year's. Uh, played a heck of a first half and then a terrible second half and nearly lost the game um, due to their defense. Mac Brown has never beaten FSU in, in all of his coaching career. I think he gets that first win this year. Um, I think it'll definitely be payback from last year. Sam Howell probably has a really big game. I do think it's high scoring. UNC's defense is not good, um, but Florida State isn't either. So I think that this is something like 42 to – 42 to I'll go 45 UNC uh 31 FSU never in doubt maybe a t- late touchdown to kind of pull it a little closer than wait it really so was. 45 31 or 42 31 45 31 North okay. Carolina wins okay all right so so I'm gonna go 48 21 UNC wins because you know we had this whole conversation about how unc would absolutely beat lsu in your opinion so if that's the case they must be really good so i'm gonna predict them to kill you guys um the uh national media and the national coaches poll both um agree with they're wrong and think that uh oh. think that and think that lsu is you know ranked behind north carolina for a reason uh the next week oh. florida state plays umass uh, okay, I take my like my blowout statement. UMass is the worst team in college football. Um, I think Florida State wins this. Uh, really nice win to, um, you know, beat somebody's brains in before they get their ba- brains beat in the next week in Clemson. Uh, Fifty-six to thirteen. Knowles. That might be that might be high for what you mess is going to score, but uh, yeah, I kind of think that is high for what I'm going to say. 45, six Knowles. Uh, next week at Clemson. Um, I don't know. However many Dabo wants to score. Um, I think that they'll be up 28 to seven at the half. I think North Clemson will score four out of the five times they have the ball. They'll all be touchdowns. So 28 to seven at the half. He probably gets up 42 to 14, calls the dogs off because he has bigger aspirations. Um, 42 14 sounds right. That's what kind of what he's done the last couple of years has been uh, once they've got up by like four touchdowns, he just kind of like runs the clock out. So, right. Um, never in question. Florida State scores a touchdown each, each half, they win by 30. Hmm. All right. Um, I'm going to say, let's see. I feel like I keep giving the same score predictions over and over again. So I'm trying to think outside my box here. Uh, let's say 38-13. Um, next week, NC State coming back to Tallahassee. At this point, like it is truly is Florida State is still engaged in the season or not. Um, I've got us at one, two, three, four, and one, two, three, four. So I've got us at four and four, right? Still fighting for a bowl game. Um, still a chance. And to I have there. him at three and five, right? That's my, right. yeah, because we just differ on the Louisville. So if they come into that game at four and four, I think they get up for it enough to get to five wins um, to, to again, try to remain bowl eligible. Um, I don't think NC State is great. I think it's good that we're getting them at home. I think it's going to be another nail biter, just like that Louisville game. Um, Florida State finds a way to win it 27 to 24. 
If they come into that game a worse record, I'd say they lose. I think Florida State wins. I'm going to say 24-20. I do think that it's close. Um, I just think Florida State figures out uh, how to get a win here. I think they get a win there. I don't think – I think I think we're going to see some improvement on the Florida State team from last year. I hope so. Um, the next week against Miami, Miami beat us 52-10 to 10 last year. Again, absolute snowball. Had no passing attack with Blackman going down. Um, I don't think they beat us anything like that this year. I do think that they win the game handily. Um, so I'll say they something like 34 to 17. 34. What do you know about Miami What uh, and who they returned this year? Um. They returned Eric King, who right. I know he's coming off an injury. Seems pretty good, and we struggle with running quarterbacks. And um, yeah, you know, our defense. Uh, yeah, I just think that their talent, their athlete level is. I mean, there's a reason. You know, I don't think they're going to be great by any means. Um, but you know, as far as the talent they return, I mean, they return a top fifteen to twenty ish team. So, so um, in I, a rivalry, I think we keep it somewhat was, close. But thirty four seventeen, I still think they win fairly easily. So I might totally throw you for a loop here. I think Florida State may find a way to upset Miami in this game. I think that uh, in rivalry games like this, especially, and I understand that Miami has better talent, but Florida State doesn't have zero talent, right? Um, And I think, especially if this is a team that's trying really hard to get bowl eligible, I think that there's a chance that they pull it out. I'm going to say 28-27 Florida State. That was the score of the 2018 game. Florida State was up 28 to 7, 27 to 7, and then ended up blowing it and losing by one. So, uh, well, they'll yeah. get redemption this year. I like your prediction. So, we both have the same record now. We both yeah. go into that BC game at five and I'm sorry, five and five, with two games left. Uh, BC is not a great team, but man, this is a tough game on the road. Um, You'd really like this to be at home. If there was right. It's going to be cold. November 20th on yeah, the road. Definitely. It's going to be gonna cold. Be a, it's probably going to be that seven o'clock night game. Um, I think Florida state finds a way to win this game to get bowl eligible. If they come into this game with five wins, um, I think they beat Boston college to get to number six. Um, BC is not great by any means. Obviously Florida state is not either. If they come into this game, with five wins showing some improvement, a chance to double the win total. I think they know that this is their only chance to go bowling. Cause I don't think they beat Florida the next week. I think they find a way to get to six and six. It's incredibly close. Uh, 24, 21 FSU wins to, to get to a bowl game. I think that FSU wins 21, 17. And then we had our prediction for the Florida game. 40 to 13 is what you said. 38, 21 is what I had. So we both have FSU at six and six, doubling the win total. Um, is that a successful year. season? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This, as much as you don't think it is, this is an incredibly difficult schedule. Like this, you know, especially when you consider FSU's talent, like what they've lost or like, like this is not FSU of old. FSU right. is on par talent wise with Wake Forest, with Louisville and with NC State. And I don't so, know that I believe that, but 
I mean, I don't think they're the FSU of old. I still think I would put them in the top third of the ACC in terms of talent. And part of that is just by virtue of any kid you're getting out of the state of Florida is probably more talented than any kid you're getting from any other state, give or take, you know. What's what's so tough about it is we talked again with David Hale on Sunday night. More than half of FSU starters on um, game one against Notre Dame are going to be transfers. And so it is a massive unknown. Yeah. Um, when you've got 55 to 60% of your players coming in as transfers, um, you know, a lot of these teams that we set that I said that Florida state would squeak out wins against, they, they lost to last year. Now the, I mean, you predicted a, an upset. Um, you know, I didn't, I, I, well, nothing like a major upset or anything. Um, Florida state in all likelihood will, win a game that they're not supposed to. I don't know if that's going to be Notre Dame. I don't know if that's going to be Wake. I don't know if that's going to be Miami, UNC, Florida. I know it's not going to be Clemson. I don't think it's going to be Florida, but it could be one of those other ones. It's not going to be Notre Dame either. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird that that's only a seven point spread to me. Like Vegas, like, I mean, it's early though. That may move. Um, Yeah. I think we'll we'll talk about that, you know, a day before the game, two days before the game, see what it is there. I couldn't imagine it getting up much higher than 10 though. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, six and six is a massive improvement because I think you have five. You could upset one of these teams, but you have five auto losses on yeah. the schedule: Florida, yeah. Clemson, Notre Dame, Miami, North Carolina. Five auto losses. That if you go six and one against the rest of the schedule, that's pretty good. Like that's yeah. you know, that is really good. And all five of those teams have a significant. Uh, gap in talent between Florida state. Like it will be a big upset if Florida state's to beat any of those five teams. Um, so for Florida state to basically run the table outside of that, right? Like go six and one. I think that's really good. I think there are three absolute wins, Syracuse, Jacksonville state and UMass. At the end of the day, Florida state has wake Louisville, Boston college and NC state. They need to win three of those. They need to go three and one in those games because I think they're going to lose the rest of them. So yeah. we'll see. But yeah, six and six is a massive improvement. They won three games last year and got lucky that it played Duke on a reschedule for that one. Um, they really should have won two. So anyway, all right. We've got about 10 minutes. Let's talk about the playoff and we'll go from there. You obviously have Florida in your playoff because they're going 13 and 0 against the 12-game schedule. Um, who are your other three playoff teams? So I actually think Florida and Alabama both end up in the playoff. Um, I think Ohio State ends up in the playoff. And then I think that we actually don't see Clemson this season. I think that we see someone else. I I honestly, I kind of want to see how this plays out before I really commit to this. I hope it's not Notre Dame because I feel like they always get put in and then they always get worked. But I think there's a possibility we see uh, an Oklahoma um, I mean, I feel like there's some, there's some other possibilities at this moment, but I think I'm going to say Florida and Alabama, but I think there's for sure two SEC teams in there. I think Ohio state, uh, will be back. And I think we see somebody that is a, a newer face, which I guess so, Florida is a newer face, but, um, yeah, I definitely don't have Florida in, um, shocking. Shocking. Florida has the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth best odds to make the playoff. And it's shocking that I don't have them in. Not that you do. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I think Alabama goes Alabama. I do think Clemson goes. I think the only team that can challenge Clemson on their schedule is Georgia. And that game is the first game of the year. So if if Clemson wins out after that, which, you know, just looking at their schedule, you know, this, I think the second toughest game on their schedule is at NC state. Um, I just, I don't, you know, the, the ACC championship will get be against Miami or North Carolina. North Carolina would be a fun one. Cause it'd be Sam Howell would, would definitely be the best quarterback in that game. But I don't even think that, you know, that would really worry Clemson fans too much. Um, so I do have Clemson in just again, because of who they play. I think Ohio state gets in, they don't play anybody out of conference. Well, they do play Oregon, but I, still, I just don't think that that's anything to worry about. They're not going to lose to Michigan because they never lose to Michigan. Um, the Penn State game always is fun, but you know, I think they beat them as well. So I don't. I think Ohio State gets in, and then I think it's, um, you know, it's between Georgia and Oklahoma, right? Like if Georgia runs the table and beats Clemson, but then loses to Bama in the SEC championship game. I think Georgia may get in. If not, I think Oklahoma could get in. Um, Do you see a scenario potentially where Texas A&M and Alabama is a close game? Alabama wins it, so that's how Alabama gets to the SEC championship game, and Texas A&M backdoors it into the playoffs if they run the rest of the table? I mean, I guess I could see that possibility, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's too wild of a theory. Um, mm-hmm. You know, d- who does A&M have out of conference? I- I- I'm not as big of a believer. Like, you know, yeah, they don't have anybody out of conference. Kent State, Colorado, New Mexico, uh, Prairie View, A&M. So that could hurt them, right? They, you know, they play at LSU, they play Alabama at home. So if, if they, yeah, their schedule could hurt them. Like <laughs> they're, you know, I know that every week's a battle in the SEC and all this other crap, but they play Alabama and LSU and that's it. Right. Yeah. The, the rest of their schedule is absolute dog crap. Um, they play Missouri and South Carolina from the other side. Um, you know, New Mexico, Lobos, Colorado, Kent state and Prairie view A&M. They could go eleven and one. They very well could. Um, yeah, run the table going eleven and one. But man, they they couldn't get in last year at, at eleven and one. And I know that loss to Bama was big. But they, yeah, their schedule last year was more impressive with wins over Florida and LSU things like that. So yeah. I don't know. I think A and M didn't do themselves any favors with that schedule. Um, you know, I, I think. I mean, I would rather if 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 uh, if Georgia loses to Clemson close and then loses to Bama close in the SEC championship, I'd rather a two-loss Georgia go over a one-loss A&M looking at their schedules, like in who they played. And- I mean, do you think they're more likely to put in a team that Alabama had beat even closely the week before over a team that Alabama beat weeks ago closely that didn't I mean, get a chance at redemption? How else are you expecting Florida to get in, right? Florida and Alabama to both get in, you know? So maybe, you know, I, I, I think that, if if Florida and Alabama are both going to get in, that's because one of them beat the other one closely well, in the championship game. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think the same would hold true to, to for Georgia. For Georgia. Yeah, I think it'd be the same exact thing. Um, especially depending on what happens in that in that Clemson game. If they beat Clemson, then they're in. You know. Yeah. Like I mean, 
that's the biggest thing to me is you look at Georgia's schedule and their schedule was was very tough last year having to play Alabama and, and they and Florida have have basically switched roles. You know, I, I think that the Georgia schedule is tough with Clemson, but I don't think that game matters at all. I think if they right. went out from there, they're good. And they don't play anybody outside of Florida. They play UAB, they play South Carolina, Vandy, Arkansas at Auburn. Maybe that's a tough one with a new coach. That's a in tough there, one though. for uh I think they're lucky that they're, always tough. And I so they're lucky I mean, that they're tough. getting, I think they're lucky that they're getting them with a new staff and everything else. Yeah. Transfers out. So they're, they're catching. It's a nice year for it to be at Auburn. I guess I'll say um, Kentucky at home, Florida, obviously neutral Missouri at home, Tennessee, terrible Charleston, Southern, terrible Georgia tech, terrible. So yeah, I mean, if they, if they can win the cocktail party and they're in the sec championship, you know, like they're not losing another two games in the sec. So um, so yeah, I have a. I can see Georgia in, but they really need to beat Alabama in the in the championship game because you're right. I I don't see either. I think whoever I think whoever comes into the SEC championship game probably has a loss, and then Alabama gives them their second loss. Um, obviously, the scenario exists that Florida goes in with a loss and then beats Bama, and then I think they both get in, but. No, I'm not picking anybody to beat Bama. So, anyway, um, Allie has Florida going 15 and 0, winning the national title. Florida State going six and six. Um, I, I agree with the six and six. Who wins the Heisman? Mm, will, I don't know. Will Dan Mullen throw as many passes from the one yard line to boost? Uh, I hope stats? so. I hope so. It means touchdowns. Let's do it. Uh, I think Spencer Rattler wins. He's kind of like the odds-on favorite everywhere. So yeah. if you have to pick somebody else, you can't pick him as well. God, I don't know. I mean, I think that anybody that's an odds-on favorite in the summer, for the most part, doesn't win it, right? Isn't that always the way that it works out? We know it's not Derek King, regardless of what uh, Miami fans tell us, right? Um, yeah, they would need to. They would need to go undefeated. I think Sam Howell could. I mean. What's UNC schedule look like? Who do they? Do they have any like potential signature wins on that schedule? Um, they play. I mean, it, you got to think outside. Uh, no, I think Rattler no. is the favorite, but you got to think. I mean, Bryce Young, Alabama has to be in the conversation. More than likely, JT Daniels will be in the conversation. A Georgia quarterback's for sure not winning the Heisman. Um, but it'll be something that we talk about, you know until about the halfway point of the season when Georgia loses to somebody that they shouldn't. But, uh, you know, you got to think there's got to be somebody from Clemson. There's got to be somebody from Alabama. More than likely, it's Bryce Young. Uh, Spencer Rattler will be up there. We know Oklahoma likes their Heisman Trophy winners. Um, but then there'll be, you know, a fourth black, you know, black sheep, black wild card, whatever you want to call it, that, that pops up from somewhere else who doesn't actually have a real chance, but we talk about him for a while. Kind of like Kyle Trask. Oh, sure. man. I'm sorry. My team's going six and six. Like we just agree. We're fighting for a bowl game. So anyway, I need to get these shots in when I can. All right. That's almost the whole hour. I don't even go any longer because then I have to edit it down to play yeah. it live later. So um thanks for hanging out. Next week we'll do this again and it will be officially game week. We'll have college football to recap. Be a lot of fun. It's We'll Football season, guys. We are here. We've made it. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in. Appreciate you guys hanging out, the support. If you have any complaints or anything, please send those to Allie, not me. And until next time, we will see. It's the other way.
Well, it, oh. <laughs> it feels weird. I just turned, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Take care.